Hey everybody, good morning. Welcome to Summit Church Online. I'm Pastor Wayne Hansen from Summit Church of Douglas County. We invite you to come out and join us in person at Summit Church of Douglas County. It's 4240 North Perry Park Road in Sedalia, Colorado, 80135. Please come in person. Or if you can't make it in person and you want to watch online, you can do that on the platform that you're watching right now. Do me this favor, will you? Will you help you know, promote the ministry by using our, our um, handle on these uh, various platforms on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, Twitch, Rumble, Instagram, and many other places. Share Pastor Wayne H. where you are and, and promote the ministry and promote ministry and prayer, evangelism and healing uh, online. So we would love to have your partnership in that and your partnership in sharing in the ministry. If you want to donate or, or partner with the ministry, you can hit the donate button on your platforms and that would be wonderful. And we are in the middle of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. We've been joining with uh, Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama for their daily prayer meetings. 5 a.m. Mountain Time most days, but it's also streams later in the day. You can watch churchofthehighlands.com, go to their 21 days of prayer and fasting, watch their daily prayer meetings in the morning, or you can join me in the evenings at 7.14 p.m. Uh, for our nightly prayer meetings. we got some prayer emphasis during these 29 days of prayer at Summit Church. So if you go to mysummitchurch.com, click on the link that says 29 days of prayer, double click the PDF, you can download the, the prayer themes that we're following for these days of prayer and fasting. Right now I'm fasting from meat and from caffeine, and that it's been good. Um, and whatever God leads you to pray about and to do, I just just pray about what you should what you give up for a few days or a few weeks, whatever you feel led to do, and join us in this season of prayer, won't you? So if you will, grab a Bible, grab a notebook, grab a pen, share this with a friend, and we'll see you in five minutes. This is your five minutes before worship morning. Warning, we'll see you soon.
Good morning, Summit Church. How are you guys? Happy Sunday. Happy New Year. Good to see new friends and old friends and all friends in between. And old friends that are starting to look young because they shaved their beard. Anybody notice anything different about me today? Yeah, yeah. I'm all clean and shiny today. We got some fun, fun worship plan today, some good prayer. How many of you are joining us in the 20, 21 days of prayer and fasting? Anybody praying with us? Good. Well, we'll be talking about some of that today as well. And we're going to lead, read the one-year Bible. I re, as I've been praying about today's message, I believe that God has a healing message. And if you need healing today, maybe you have a friend that needs healing, get them here. I believe that praying over people, that God still heals people today. And we have anointing oil. We, we're going to lay out of hands. Anybody that wants re, to receive prayer, and those of you watching online, do you know that over two-thirds of the support of our church comes from people online? Isn't that amazing? So the ministry that we do, you're like, why does he talk to the camera all the time? Because there's lots and lots of people on the other side of that camera. And we're doing lots and lots of ministry with people that can't make it to church or don't have a church in their area. And so we're grateful for you in person and we're grateful for you online. And just prepare your heart today for healing. I believe God wants to heal us. Not only physically, he wants to heal our emotions. You know, this pandemic has really put us through a lot of anxiety and trauma and stress. Anybody felt that? Yeah, guess what? God is going to heal you of your trauma and your stress as you turn those things over to him in Jesus' name. Right? Anybody believe that? Do I have any smiles and amens and beliefs? Yeah. Well, stand with me. We're going to sing about the amazing grace of God. hands together.
Father, we love you so very much. We're so grateful that you sent us Jesus. Not only are you the perfect gift for Christmas time, but you're the perfect gift all year round that we get to lean into your grace every day. We get the privilege of calling you our friend, that Heavenly Father, you're near and dear to us. And anytime we need you, all we have to do is cry out, and you're right there for us. You're a helper. You're a forgiver. And yes, Lord, you're a healer. So we just turn on this service over to you, everything we say and do, all the songs we sing and the scriptures we study. This season we're in of 29 days of prayer, this January, we want to give the first part of the year to you. Lord, you know, we know that you'll bless the rest if we'll give you the first things. Hallelujah. We're going to going to sing a song from a friend in Nashville, and it's a, it simply says, nobody could love me like Jesus. Nobody could have spilled his blood. Nobody could have carried me out, but Jesus did. Jesus did. And then 
I know not a lot of you are Pentecostals, but some of you are. There's a part in here that says, I'm crazy, I'm crazy for you. Okay, so get crazy for Jesus, all right? And, and then we're just going to sing about that forgiveness that Jesus offers. And just adore him as we do. And just let the Spirit wash over you as we sing. Because I believe there's healing when we sing, when we pray, when we exalt God. All right? So I think you'll enjoy it. One and two. Where would I be? Where would I be? 
got some soul in this church. That one gives me the double arm goosebumps. I love the tingles on that one. That Jesus is here. His healing is here. Amen, somebody. You need him? Do you need him? I know I do. I'm so desperate for him. I'm so desperate for the Lord. Can't make a, a moment without him. Can't sleep at night without him. Can't stay sane without Jesus. Come on, anybody with me? Like, he's my go-to. He's my go-to. Like, when I'm at a loss, I just go, Jesus, help me. Right? Anybody there? Anybody there already? Maybe on some of you have been there already. Right? Oh, but man, he's so good. We build our whole life around him. We build this church around him. Around his, his spirit and his word and what he wants to do here on the earth. And what he wants to do in Douglas County amongst us. And those who will touch and reach outside the four walls of this church. Because it ain't about us. It's about him. It's about the people who ain't here yet. Right? Because he's about people. So sing this with me. I'm on the wrong one. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever bring. We live for you. We live for you. Jesus, the name. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one you could ever see. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Do it all again. Worthy of every song. Sing it with me. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you, we live for you, Jesus the name, Jesus the name above every other name, yeah. Jesus the only one who could ever see, worthy of every breath we could ever bring, we live for you. For you, holy, there's no one like you, and holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder, show me who you are, and fill me with your heart, and lead me in your love to those around. And I will build my life 
Summit Church. How about this new pastor we got, huh? <laughs> anyway, uh, on that theme of healing, uh, if a person was to say, I don't need healing, you're lying. <laughs> uh, today's verse comes from uh, Matthew 11, verse 28, and it says, then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. I just want to make a couple of comments about that. It says, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. I just thank God every day that we have a place where we can go, where we can rest, <laughs> get away from this world and all that it has to offer or not offer. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, awesome. I want to take a minute here before we sing one more song. We are in our 29 days of prayer. How many of you checked out those Church of the Highlands prayer meetings? Anybody go online and see what they're doing down in Birmingham? None of you? Oh, man, you need to do that. Go to churchofthehighlands.com and click on 21 days of prayer. They have dynamic morning prayer meetings and they stream them and then they archive them one for 24 hours and then, then another one comes out. And they come out at 5, 5 a.m. live if you want to get up that early. You probably don't want to get up that early. But you can watch the archive later in the day. And I highly recommend it. There's, it starts with worship, a little bit of teaching, and then um, intercessory prayer for about 30 minutes where you pray over different issues. And then it closes with corporate worship, and it's really, it's a powerful, powerful meeting. And then I've been doing a 714 prayer meeting each night online over my my various social media platforms. So at 7:14 p.m., go to my go to either my YouTube or my Facebook channel. It's probably the easiest way to tell you. Go to 
Go to youtube.com slash Pastor Wayne H. You can find me there. Or facebook.com slash Pastor Wayne H. And you can watch the feed each night. And we've been doing a different theme each night for the 29 days. And today's theme um, for our 29 days of prayer, that we're pulling them from each highlighted verse in today's one-year Bible. So just what Tim just read is the theme of what we're praying for today. And it's prayer for the weary, the worn out, the exhausted, and those who are wanting to quit. You ever felt that way? You ever felt weary, worn out, wanting to quit? Anybody get the post-holiday blues? All the directions go down, all the kids go back to school, or the grandkids are gone, and oh my goodness, we're back to normal. Anybody get the blues? Come on, we get it, right? We're like, I don't know if I could do another year like this. But again, maybe we get weary and exhausted. We all do. That's, that's the normal human emotion. We go through peaks and valleys, right? The trick for us as believers is to stay steady on the Lord. And so I have a, I have a stat that some mental health professionals put together regarding what this pandemic has done to people's mental health. And uh, Max, why don't you put it on the screen? It's that chart. And this is during late June of 2020. So these stats have only gotten worse. Okay, um, people of the population saying they dealt with anxiety and depression symptoms. And this is clinical. People who feel like it's overwhelming where they need to be medicated. Thirty-one percent, nearly one out of three people have, de- and that's in 2020. So who knows what 2021 was like, right? Um, those who started or increased substance abuse, probably including alcohol abuse, at least 13 people, 13 percent of people increased substance abuse, alcoholism. Uh, those who felt uh, they were under trauma or stressor related to disorder symptoms, 26%, one in four. And again, this is, that's 2020, so the numbers are worse because the longer this pandemic goes, the longer, the more people suffer, right? And then the final one is those who have seriously considered suicide, 11%, one in 10 people have seriously considered, probably have made a plan, like this is how I would do it. And I, I encourage you, if, if that's what you're feeling, one, my prayer meeting last night was dealing with suicide and suicidal ideation. If you know anybody that's dealing with that, you know God has an answer. Jesus has an answer. You have, there's help. There's people who care. They'd be willing to listen if you'll just open your heart, talk it out. And we Christians, we believe that we can, t- we can tell these things to God and that he cares and he, he sees you when you're weary and worn out and stressed and wanting to quit. He cares about you. And one of my favorite passages is Isaiah 40. It talks about those who are weary and weighed down with all kinds of stress and pressure. Here, John, will you take this? Isaiah 40. Put it on the screen for me, um, Max. Isaiah 40, verse 25. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Asks the Holy One. Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. O Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? O Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power 
to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men, they'll, be fall, they'll fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Anybody need that today? Just hold on to that. Say, yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. We receive your strength. Let's sing one more here. Why don't you stand with me as we do? Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe. Yes, we can see that. Wonders are still what you do. Bodies are still being. Bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe. Yes, we can see that wonders are still what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. Set our hearts on you. Come and do what you do. We need a move. Sing that again. We need a We need a move. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe. Yes, we can see that. Wonders are still what you do. Bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain. God, we believe it. Yes, we can see that. Wonders are still what you do. We are here. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. Set our hearts on you. Come and do what you do. We need a move. See, this is a move. This is a move. Oh, Lord, we need a move. This is moon. See miracles happen when miracles happen when you move. Healing is coming in this room. Miracles happen when you move. Heaven is coming. Oh, miracles happen when you move. Healing is coming. Yeah.
special prayer, but you do need to put your faith into him. And if that's you today, would you just slip your hand up and say, this, that's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you're online, just give me a like or a comment and say, that's me, Pastor. I, I, I need to make my peace with God today. I've been doing things my own way. He has not been the Lord, and I will need to make him my Lord. He's paid the price, but you have to allow him to do it. You gotta let him pay it. You can't pay it yourself. You can, but why would you want to when he's already paid for it? Thank you for the hands that went up and thank you for the courage that it takes to do that. Very publicly, would you just pray this prayer with me out loud? Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus. sorry for my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. According to the scripture. Please come into my heart. Be my savior. Be my Lord. I want to follow you, Jesus. From this day forward. Amen. That's the most important prayer you could ever pray. Once you prayed it once, you don't have to pray it again. He's in there. <laughs> He's come in. He's already there. He doesn't leave. Jesus isn't a lever. He's a stayer. He said, behold, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Whoa, what if I do something bad? Never, never, never. You're adopted. Do you disown your kids if they disobey? Come on, give me a break. Now you discipline them. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you discipline because you love them. And God disciplines us. Jesus, we're his kids. 
So we have a fun message planned today. I believe the Holy Spirit is here. Amen. I believe he's going to do some special things. Yeah, always, always. But I feel an extra measure of the anointing here today. So would you go near and if, whatever you're comfortable doing, don't do anything you don't want to do, but say wave or knuckles or a high five or a hug or if you're online, give a comment or a like or subscribe or share whatever you do where you are. And we're glad you're along for the ride today. everybody joining us online glad you're with us today i want to just encourage you to partner with the ministry you can give online on the platform you're at press a donate button on facebook or go to our church website to mysummitchurch.com and click the online giving link and you can give that way you can also text your gift to 303-625-9434 enter the amount of your gift and press send and then follow the prompts using your smartphone in your texting app and 100% of what you give by text will go directly to the ministry. You can also donate to the ministry by writing a check and mailing it to Summit Church, 200 South Wilcox Street, Box 243, Castle Rock, Colorado, 80104. And of course, we would love to see you in person here at Summit Church sometime soon. we got a great message plan and a great day plan. I believe God's going to heal you today. So turn in your Bibles with me today to Matthew chapter 9. And grab a refill on your coffee and join me here in just a minute. <laughs> the trick is to rope the ponies back into the corral once they come out. Have you ever never let the dog out of your house? Because it takes forever to get him back in. I feel like I just let Louie out of the front door. That's what happens whenever I get to greet. <laughs> All right, everybody. Grab a seat. Grab your Bible. Let's get into our study today. Awesome. I'm glad you're here. I am... Super excited about this message. This is a message. It's a classic. It's a repeat. It's so nice. I've preached it twice and three times and other times. It's a, it's a message I call the lifesaver message. And uh, if you've been at Chama Church, you've seen us, you've been a part of it before. Um, we have an annual tradition we do during times of prayer and fasting where every person gets a prayer token and it's a candy lifesaver. All right. So, but you can't eat it today. And, but there's a project. You'll get to eat it if you finish your homework assignment, all right? So I know sugar motivates many people in this room. Anybody motivated by sugar? Yeah, I am for sure. So Matthew chapter 9, verse 1, if you look at with me in your Bibles, we're, we're talking about salvation. There's a, there's a member that we have. They live too far north to come here on a regular basis. They come on special occasions. And he was a... He was related to one of my early interns when we launched the church. And that young man ended up dying, and I did his funeral down at New Life Church. 
But his cousin came, and he heard the gospel that day. And I, at New Life, I was preaching in their main room and asked people to raise their hand if they wanted to receive Christ, and got many hands, people saying, yes, I want Jesus, just as they did a moment ago, people receiving Christ. You know, the best way to honor a Christian who's gone to be with the Lord, is to, if you don't know the Lord, is to give your life to the Lord yourself. That would be the best gift to honor your, honor your lost loved one, for sure, because you want to see him again. Amen. So this guy came um, to our church. He's like, yeah, my cousin really liked this Wayne guy. He really liked those Summit people. I think I'm going to go check him out. And so we were meeting at Castleview High School at the time, and he came, and he was, I can remember if I was standing at the Castleview stage in the auditorium, I could picture where he was on that day. He was in the front row all the way to the left, and when I made the appeal for salvation at the end, as I often do with most of my sermons, and I see his hand go up. And I knew he wasn't a believer. I knew he was far from God. I knew that he didn't really, he didn't really, he knew his cousin loved Jesus, but he was like, eh, I don't know about this Jesus stuff. And after hearing the gospel at the funeral and hearing at the church and seeing that we were genuine and that we really loved God and we loved him, he said yes to Jesus that day. And he came up to me afterwards. He said, hey, by the way, I said, I noticed you raised your hand. You said yes to Jesus. He said, yeah, I know. It's what, it's what, my, what my cousin would have wanted. You know, I, I guess I'm in. Give me the tattoo, whatever I have to do. I'm a Christian, I guess. I'm like, awesome, that's awesome. And um, he said something really interesting. Not many new believers say this to me. He said, give me a job to do. I said, what? He said, give me a job to do at the church. Because if I don't have a reason to, to be here, I'll make an excuse for me not to come. So give me something to do. I don't even care if it's like passing out programs or loading and unloading trailers like we were doing then before and after church, being a mobile church. How many pushed a few uh, carts for inside of church trailers? Yeah, we did that for a while, for a long while, like 13 years, everybody. And then the global pandemic hit and we lost the building altogether and we got this building and that was an amazing answer to prayer. Last year, during 21 days of prayer... God does miracles during times of prayer and fasting. This building is living proof of it. God answers prayer, period, the end. You go, but he didn't answer my prayer. No, no, no. He did. You just didn't like the answer. <laughs> sometimes he answers no. Sometimes he answers slow. Sometimes he answers grow. <laughs> and sometimes he says Go. But he doesn't always say go. And just because he didn't say go doesn't mean that he didn't answer. Amen? So we pray, and it's not our job to, to make the outcome or manipulate God. Some people think fasting is to show God how much I'm suffering. Look how much I'm suffering for you, Lord. Look! Would you just say yes to my prayer? God is not motivated by your suffering. He just isn't. He's motivated by faith. It's faith that moves the heart of God. Amen. Amen? It's trust in Him. That's what moves God. If need moved God, there would be no homeless people. There would be no sick people. Need, need doesn't even motivate you. <laughs> when you see a homeless person, you go, that guy should get a job. Right? Come on. You see a sick person, I wonder what they did to get that sickness. You don't say it out loud because it's not nice to say it out loud. But that's what you're thinking. Right? 
That's the flesh. But the eyes of Jesus looks at people with compassion. They don't see them for who they are, but we see them for who they might be in God, how God sees them. Someone who's hurting, someone who needs the Lord, someone who needs compassion, right? And so my friend Ryan loaded and unloaded trailers for years with us. He pulled one of the trailers. We had three trailers at Castleview, one for the auditorium, one for the kids' ministry, one for the lobby and the nursery. We had, it was crazy what we did. It's amazing. When I think about what we did for all those years, it was insane. And yet, God was faithful. He was with us. He provided for us. That was the door that was open. That's the door we walked into. And then he opened this door, and now we're here, and we're in a new season. So the Lifesaver message is something that's so important, to have a heart for people, to have a heart for people who haven't found Christ yet. To not think of everything about you and what you want and what you're the center of the universe and you need to make God do what you want him to do. No. He's the center. Jesus is the center. And Jesus loves people. And he wants us to love people. And this Matthew chapter 9 is just a shining example of his love for people. Verse 1, he says, Jesus climbed into a boat and he went back across the lake to his own town. We, hey, we turn the mic down just a little bit. We're getting a little bit of feedback there. It's number four on the board there, Kim. Some of the people brought him to a paralyzed man on a mat. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, be encouraged, my child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law said to themselves, that's blasphemy. Does he think that he's God? Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of, God, of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, he went home, and fear swept through the crowd as they saw this happen. And they praised God for sending a man with such great authority. My points here. Point number one, Max, if you put it on the screen... Point number one is healings glorify God. They don't, they don't glorify the person who got healed. A lot of times a person even that gets healed doesn't even deserve it. it. It doesn't even honor the person who is praying or laying on of hands. It's not because they have a gift of healing. That none of us who have had people get healed when we laid our hands on us doesn't mean that we are the ones who healed them. God healed them. He may have used us when we prayed, but we didn't heal, he healed See the difference? So it's not my job to heal. It's his job to heal. It's just my job to pray and let God heal. <laughs> Amen, somebody? Amen. And so then I am free to pray for everybody. I can pray for anybody and everybody that wants prayer and God does the healing. And sometimes it's slow. Sometimes it's a long time. And sometimes it's not until we get to heaven. But we believe that his healing will come because God is a healer. It's his desire to heal. And by the way, some people say, oh, well, God, God always heals. It's always his will to heal. Well, that, we got to put that in balance because the apostles died. <laughs> they all died, didn't they? Was God's will for them to live forever? <laughs> no, eventually they died. In fact, some of them were martyred for their faith. They were killed. God allowed them to be killed for their faith. Well, how do you square that with <laughs> I should never, ever suffer because I'm a Christian? Whoa, 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 whoa. No. There's plenty of suffering to go around. Jesus suffered. It was God's good will to crush him. 
The early church suffered under tremendous persecution. Many were martyred for their faith. And that was God's good purpose. It was God's good will. Stephen, the first martyr of the church, stoned to death. You go, well, hmm. <laughs> that convenient theology uh, of feel good doesn't really work in all circumstances and situations. What about Christians that are in the underground church in China being sold into slavery just because they believe in Jesus? It's happening. It's happening right now. So let's look here. At, at, I want to pull up a slide here for that first point, Max. Verse 6 of Matthew 9. It says this. So Jesus says, so I will prove to you that the, I'm going to try something here with you online audience. I have an overflow camera. Ooh, did I do it? I did it. Hello. Hello, online audience. Over here. I have two cameras now. Hey, everybody. I'm fancy. I'm so fancy. Matthew 9, 6 to 8. Jesus says, so I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Healing glorifies God. What does healing tell us? God has all power. He has the power to forgive your sins. If, if he has the power to heal, he has the power to forgive. He has the power to save. He has the power to resurrect. He has the power to get you home to heaven one day. Amen? Aren't you glad this ain't all there is? I mean, I love church, but an hour a week is not enough to live the rest of my life. <laughs> like, I hope there's something better than this life. And there is. And he has the authority on earth to forgive sins to take us to heaven. Continues. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. What he's saying is do something you couldn't do before. Behave in such a way that if, if God was going to heal you, you would know it was God. That's why I think praying specific prayers is very important. Where you say, what are you asking God for? Well, I just want to be a good person. That's like, what do you want for the earth? Asking the beauty contestant. Oh, I want peace on earth. Hmm. Can you be more specific? How about less crime in South Central? How about that? Right? How about you? What are you asking God for? What are you truly asking him for? Be specific. I want him to heal me of this disease. I have blind eyes. I want to see. I'm suffering with a skin condition. I want to be well. My back is really hurting me. I need God to heal my back. Come on. My specific prayer last year was, God, we don't have a building and we can't have church out in the park when it's 25 degrees outside. We need a building, Lord. And I started praying for it out loud, specifically during those 21 days on Facebook Live, putting God's authority to the test. God, you're, you're powerful enough to do it, right? I believe you want to do it. I believe it will glorify you. Please, God, open a door someplace. Ring, ring, hello. I heard you need a building. I have one. Would you like to use it? Yes! Amazing! God answers specific prayers. But how would you know if he answered if you didn't ask specifically? You wouldn't. So ask him, <laughs> do you want to be well? Stand up, pick up your mat, go home. And the man jumped in and, and went home, jumped up and went home. Fear swept through the crowd as they saw this happen. And they praised God for giving humans such authority. 
And you know what Jesus said? These things that I've done, these things you see me doing, you're going to do the same things and even greater things are you going to do. Ooh, do you get do you get excited about that? I get excited when I hear something like that. That God has a plan for my life, for the church, for us in this time when we're alive to do something for the kingdom. All right, All right so point number two. Max, pull it up here for me. Slide number two. Jesus came for those who knew they needed and wanted his help. Jesus came for those who knew they needed and wanted his help. Um, let's, I'm going to read it, the passage here from, from my Bible. Let me flip back over here to the other camera for you people. Oh, we're so high. All right. So, verse 9. And Jesus was walking along. He saw a man named Matthew sitting at a tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with the many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? Whoa, okay, judgy much, uh, Pharisees, teachers of the law? Let's look at this next passage. In, in this, in, at Matthew's party. Next verse here, Max, after point number two. When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices, for I have not come to call those who think that they are righteous, but those who know that they are sinners. <laughs> me too. That's me too. Any sinners in the room? Come on, wave your hands at me. Sinners saved by grace. Without the grace of God, we ain't getting in. <laughs> we're not going to get there by our good works. And we're not even going to stay in because of our good behavior. We're going to stay in because of grace. Amen. It's only because of his authority. It's only because of his appropriating that perfect blood of Jesus over us. That we walk in righteousness, we walk in holiness, we begin to pick up, pick up our crosses and follow Christ and become the, the men and the women that he wants us to be. Now, is that easy? No. It wasn't easy for Jesus when he had to do his work, and it's not easy, not ever been easy for any believer. And anybody that, that tries to promote easy believism to you is not really preaching the gospel. Because Jesus said, if anyone would, pick up, would follow me, they're going to pick up the cross and follow me, right? He's saying, only those who will recognize their need for God, yeah. those who will say, God, I need you. Nobody could love me like Jesus. You know, no, no one can fix my problems. There's no counselor. There's no uh, professional. There's no doctor. There's no technique. There's no self-help book. There's nothing man-made that could really get me there. Because I'm messed up beyond repair. Only Christ can take the old me and be, create a, a brand new creature, a brand new creation. What did Paul say? If anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Man, that is good news. It's the best news ever. And so, continuing on here in verse 14, um, <laughs> he says, 
One day as the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? And Jesus replied, do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them and they will fast. Besides, who would patch old clothing with a new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts on a new wine into old wineskins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins. It reminds me of remember this old wine commercial when Orson Welles was on television and he used to say, we will sell no wine before it's time. Anybody remember that? Remember that? Okay, seniors. Yeah. But there's a time and a place for every season. That's why I like the idea of shave off the beard, get a fresh start, do something new, try new technology, try some new stuff, don't do, get stuck in old patterns, change your thinking. We have, a, we have a new guest here today who said, you know, I got your postcard a year ago, I finally decided to come, I saw the flag, hey, I'm here. I finally, new year, new time, I'm gonna try something new, right? Shelly used to be a bar, at the hardware store back in the old days, I remember you at the hardware store. And she's like, oh, it's new year, gotta go check out something, gotta see what's going on over there. It's time to break old patterns and old habits. That's why we fast. That's why we pray. We get rid of the old junk that's been weighing me down. And I look to, okay, what's the essential things? What's the main things? So point number three, Max, is a new wine for a new time. A new wine for a new time. The wine in the Bible, of course, has many symbols. Jesus himself calls himself the new wine. He says... I'm, I'm the bread from heaven. I'm the new wine. There's a, there's a fresh spirit in me. The wine is also likened to the Holy Spirit. That they, These men are not drunk as you suppose, but they are filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul says, don't be drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a, there's a likening of, of the joy that comes from a few glasses of wine versus the wine of heaven, the presence of God the Holy Spirit, the favor of the Lord, the joy that comes over you that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Nothing has changed, and yet you have a peace that passes all understanding. You have a joy, and you don't even know why. You're like, I'm happy. I can't even tell you why. Because nothing's changed, but God has put a joy in my heart. He's put a trust in me. I know that he's good, and that he's good for his promises, and if he has not given it to me now, he's going to give it to me one day. I trust him. Come on, right? So let's look at the verse here, Max. That section, Matthew 9, 17. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins that both are preserved. See, God wants to do something new. He's always doing something new. That's why he's the God of seasons. See, what does winter do? Winter purges the old dead things of autumn. And after winter, new seeds and sprouts and grasses come up and flowers come up from the ground. Out of the dead, something living comes alive when the springtime comes. Right? And then we have this beautiful summer, summer season. And those cycles 
of nature is it's a symbol of what happens with us spiritually. Old dead things need to die. <laughs> if you're trying to revive something that's dead, <laughs> shoot it and bury it. It's done. Paul says, forgetting those things that are behind me, I press on to take hold of that which for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I need to stop trying to resuscitate the dead and let God birth new life and let the new thing take on new embodiment in a new season, new tools, new life, new look, whatever, whatever, whatever you need to do to, to freshen it up, right? I mean, in the marketing world, they say you got to reinvent yourself, right? They talk about that all the time in music and creativity, that old things become stagnant. They become irrelevant. They, they no longer speak to us like they once did because culture has moved on, but we're still trying to beat an old drum. That's why the cult, a church that refuses to acknowledge changes in culture will not have the power to preach the gospel to people if they do it in a way that's old and crusty and irrelevant and it doesn't seem like it speaks to the culture anymore. That's why I love what, what Billy Graham used to say. I preached with the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other because I can rip... I can rip truth from today's headlines and point you to it in the Bible. There's truth there. So new wine is stored in new wineskins. We have to let God do the new thing. So, so here's, here's just making an allegory from last year. If when we first walked into this building, we go, I don't know, I'm not sure we should do it. It's kind of weird, you know, it's not, my, it's not my jam really. I'm more of a rock and roll guy and... This is like a pipe organ kind of church. I don't think we're We would have missed all those 10, 11 months of ministry because I'd have a hang-up about style, about architecture, or what my preferences would be. How sad would that have been, right? When God's going to do a new thing, he might do it in a new way, in a way in which it's not my preferred style, but if he's opening a door and it brings effectiveness, then I, I'm going to walk through it even if it isn't what I particularly like or don't like. Come on, somebody, right? It's hard. It's hard, though, because we have our, we have our proclivities of what we want and what we don't want, and God's going, no, no, it's not about you. <laughs> I don't care what you like. This is where you're going. Oh, okay, Lord, okay. That's, it happens for me all the time. So let's get to the next section here of Scripture. So Jesus heals in response to faith, verse 18. Jesus was saying this, the leader of a synagogue came and knelt before him. He says, my daughter has just died, he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand on her. So Jesus and the disciples got up and they went with them. Just then a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe for she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned and when he, then he said, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed in that moment. God heals. That's this point number four, Max, if you can put it on the screen. The power of God, power is God's response to prayer. Power is God's response. It's his reflex. Jesus didn't even know he healed her. He had, he had a reflex of power. 
healing anointing, healing virtue came out of him because she believed and touched him. That's how good God is. He, he heals even without, you, without have, you having to really ask him. He just says, God, I believe you heal, heal. Oh, heal. There you go. There you go. And some, some of you might think, well, I need healing right now. I need it right now. I felt led to do this. And this might seem strange to some of you if you don't come from a church that prays for healing, but we believe in healing. Would you all close your eyes, bow your heads with me? Maybe you're online today and you're like, that's me. I need a healing right now in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is passing over us right now. I want you just to imagine a healing flow of heaven flowing above our heads. As, as if you're upside down hanging over a river and heaven is just... The virtue of Jesus is flowing like a river over you. Would you just hold your hand up if you need healing and just say, I'll take it. Just say, I'll take it. Say it out loud in faith. I'll take it. At home, you say it. I'll take it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now thank him for the healing. God, we praise you that you are a healer, that you are healing us right now in the name of Jesus. The Spirit's oil is flowing over my brothers and sisters, whether they're here in person or online, right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody else just say, it's mine. It's mine. Just take it and just grasp at it like that healing that you need. Say, it's mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's that simple. It doesn't have to be a big production. I don't have to line you up and knock you down. I don't have to be dramatic about it. I don't, I don't have to go to a healing school technique and do it all just the way this guy does it. This how this guy does it. No, no, no. It's the same God who heals through that guy who just heals in simple ways. If you'll just say, like the woman, I'll take it. Jesus, Jesus, I need it. Boom. Just a touch. And I, I'm going to finish this way today because we did the gospel already. At the end of the service, I'm going, to, I'm going to play some kind of soaking and healing music. We have anointing oil. If you want us to lay our hands on you and anoint you with oil, I'm happy to do that. And I'll stay all day. I got no place better to be than right here with you in Jesus' name. Believe in God for healing. Amen? All right. Some of you think that's spooky. I'm sorry. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Jesus is doing it right here in this passage that we're studying today. He answers in response to faith. Let's look at that verse real quick. Let's break that down here, Max. Um, number three, or the, go back up, yeah. So, just then a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe, for she thought, if I can touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned around, and when he saw, he said, Daughter, be encouraged. See, a lot of people think God is angry. He's trying to make you feel guilty. He's trying to really punish you. But God is an encourager. Jesus is an encourager. He says, be encouraged. My technique of healing saved you. No. Um, I have this intellectual ability. I'm a genius. I'm so smart. My 
deep knowledge of the scriptures has healed. No, no. Your faith has made you well. Oh, it was the songs. It was just those songs. I just, oh, oh. No, it wasn't the songs. There was no song service. There was no technique. It was faith. Just, boop. I need healing, Jesus. Ooh, just the hem of his garment. Isn't that something? And the woman was healed that moment because God responds to faith. He, it's, it's, it's a reflex for God. Let him do it. Let him do it. Does he always do it? No. <laughs> I wished he did <laughs> because I have prayed over hundreds of people that never got well. And I've prayed for some others that I can't explain it. Deaf ears open. Holy smokes. A person who's in the ICU, lay my hands on them, speak in tongues. 20 minutes later, they're getting, they're leaving the hospital. They're getting there in their car and going home. As a kid in Detroit, watched a man with a withered arm. Arm grows back to the same size and strength of the other arm over a 10 minute period of time. I can't explain that. I wish God always did it. That's why they're called miracles, because <laughs> they don't always happen, right? All right, let's keep moving. So then Jesus arrived at this official's home, and he's speaking um, to this person. He says, uh, he goes, there's a funeral, <clears throat> and there's funeral music. Get out, he told them. I'm like Jesus, so forceful. Get out. He told them. The girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. <laughs> but the crowd laughed at him. People laughed at Jesus because he said she's only asleep. After the crowd was put outside, however, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand and she stood up. And the report of this miracle swept through the entire countryside. Isn't that amazing? Verse 27 Jesus heals the blind. After Jesus left the girl's home, two blind men followed along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, Do you believe that I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him. See, he responds to faith. He wanted to know, did you really believe? And they said, yes, we do. And he touched their eyes, and he said, Because of your faith, it will happen. Then their eyes were opened, and they could see. Jesus sternly warned them, don't tell anyone about this. But instead, they went out and spread his fame all over the region. And when they left, a demon-possessed man who couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. So Jesus cast out the demon, and then the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed. Nothing like this has ever happened in Israel, they exclaimed. But the Pharisees said, he can cast out demons because he's empowered by the prince of demons. See, that's a religious spirit. That's a religious person who says, no, that can't be real. That can't be God. I didn't pray for them. I, they're supposed to come to me for that stuff. Right? You know, sometimes God works outside of your experience. Sometimes God works outside of your technique. God sometimes works outside of your belief system. Like, whoo, how did that happen? Uh, I don't have room for that in my belief system. And all of a sudden, God just does it? How dare you, God? <laughs> how dare you heal people in a way that I don't approve of? Isn't that silly that we do that? So he goes on, he uh, heals the blind, 
Um, and he went out and spread the fame. Now let's move on to verse uh, 35. The need for workers is where I'll land it and with a lifesaver talk here. Jesus has a prayer request. And would you put that on the screen, Max, number five? Jesus has a prayer request. You know what it is? It's you. It's me. It's workers in his field. He's saying, who will answer my call? Who will take up my work and do what I'm doing? He traveled through all the, the towns and the villages in the area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And then Max put it, put it up on the screen. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. That's still true today. How many millions of people need the Lord? And how few people are trying to reach them for the Lord? <laughs> it's astounding. It's a huge harvest field. And there's only a few of us trying to reap a harvest. My goal, my hope, is I can raise up a whole church field, a church, church full of harvest workers, a whole church full of people who say, I'll go out in the Lord's field. I'll reach people for Jesus. I'll tell them about his love. I'll make that ask to say, will you say yes to Jesus? It's so simple. Just invite him in. Start a relationship with God. It, does, it doesn't have to be fancy and intellectual. It just needs to be a style that fits you. It just needs to be something as simple as John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that if you would believe in him, you would not perish but have everlasting life. Or the Romans Road, or the Gospel Colors, or the Gospel Acronym, or the STP, or all the things that I've taught you about evangelism. Just pick one and do it. Tell people, hey, Jesus loves you. He died for you. Will you put your trust in him? Will you say yes and become Christian? So easy to do. It's so easy to start. Then you just become a disciple. And just bring people along. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Let's pass out a lifesaver to every person. Can I have one too before you do that? I want every person in this room to get a lifesaver. And I want you to think about the people in your life. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's a client. Maybe it's a, maybe it's, um, a relative. Maybe it's someone you're very near and dear with, but you've never shared the gospel with them. You've always been afraid, like, oh, they don't, I know, they know I'm a Christian, but they don't know much more about that. And I've never really told them about how to become a Christian. I've never been bold enough to, hey, can I just take a couple minutes and tell you the most important thing to me? You've always been afraid. I want to pray that you have courage to do it. And I love to do it during the fast because many of us aren't eating candy, right? <laughs> If you share the gospel and you get a chance to, to do that whole thing, you get to eat the lifesaver, all right? But if they don't, you let it sit on your pegboard at home until they get the chance, right? But I want you to, to pray and reflect. Max, there's, there's some music at the end of the playlist. It's like some soaking music. I want us to take a, a couple minutes here 
and just meditate and pray. And I, want, I, don't, I don't want you to talk it over. I want you to ask God just for a few minutes. Say, God. In fact, there's a song that goes, Lord, lay some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me. And may I ever do my part to reach that soul for thee. Ever heard that song before? Lord, lay some soul upon my heart and love that soul through me. And may I ever do my part to reach that soul for thee. Jesus loves people. He loved you enough to reach you. And you probably came a Christian because someone loved you enough to tell you about Jesus. And you said yes. If you love your friend, if you love your neighbor, you love your coworker, will you say, will you let me share with you the deepest thing in my heart? It's my love for Jesus. And it's not up to you whether they say yes or no. It's just up to you to share. Play some of that meditation music for us. That's just at the end of the playlist there, Max. The very bottom, the last song. And I want to just take a minute. I'm going to set a timer for two minutes and we're just going to pray. Plug it in. You plug that. Plug in the computer.
know, do you have that person in your mind? Lord, lay that person on our heart if we're still praying about a person. I don't want you to think of five people. I don't think of three people. I want you to think of a person. This lifesaver represents their life, their soul. Get a name and a face in your heart. Would you stand with me? You hold up that lifesaver. Repeat these words after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I lift and say their name right now, Angel, before you. Give me courage, Lord, to start the conversation. perfect but I know you are give me opportunity Lord to share that message and ask them to say yes now may the Lord bless you and keep you may the Lord make a space to shine upon you may the Lord be gracious unto you lift your countenance and give you his peace going to turn this chapel into a healing room. If you want to fellowship and talk, I'm just asking you to take it either down to the fellowship room down, uh, downstairs or out on the front step. But we're going to do healing prayers here now. I'm going to pull out the oil and if you need healing ministry, I want you to come here to the front and sit down. If you, It's more comfortable to sit. If you want to stand, I'm happy to pray for you as we stand. And those who want to pray along with me and pray in agreement. Um, that's great. You can put the lifesaver in your pocket. Keep it somewhere handy where you'll remember to pray for them on a regular basis. Tape it on your bathroom mirror. Put it on your pegboard at work. Put it on the fridge, wherever you make a regular visit somewhere. Okay, everybody? Back door of the bathroom. Wherever you need to, wherever you're going to pray most often for that person. Lift them before the Lord and look for opportunities. You know, God always answers this prayer. When you say, God, give me an opportunity to share my faith. You know what happens? Suddenly that guy goes, hey, tell me about that church you go to. Or they go, what do you believe anyway? Like, what? You've never asked me stuff like that before. Look for the opportunity and take it. Be bold and share the gospel. So if you need to go, you can go. But if you need special prayer... Come on in. The water's fine. The pool is open, everybody. Come on now. I'd love to pray for my wife first. Kim, I, I know that you probably don't want a lot of people laying hands on you, but she's dealing with a condition that, that's very painful. Why don't you come here in the front?
pretty clear to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are we doing over there, Kim? Any different? I want you to do this. Do this. I, I just want you to imagine. I want you to imagine coming up like you scrape the paint off of yourself. I believe that there's that, that there's something being done in faith. I want to pray for Maria. Got compression in her back, right? And she can't lay down on her stomach or her back. She couldn't even she didn't want to sit in a pew today, so she was watching her mind. And uh, so we're going to manage to sing, and that's all we can do. But you're going to be her fixer. You're going to stand in the gap for her. You're going to be the representation of Maria. That's her spiritual covering. We can do that. Father, we thank you for Ron and Maria. And we ministry healing of Maria's back right now. No back pain can be so painful. Lord, that as they start this business, they have so many challenges and worries and cares. We thank you, God, that you are bigger than every challenge. You're bigger than every care. You're bigger than pain. You're bigger than worry. You're bigger than fear. So, Father, just begin to do a deeper. Why don't you spin around the room, lay my hands on your back, and just representing, is it in the middle of her back? It's her lower back. Lower back. Father, we just pray for her lower back. She would even now feel warmth, healing, or healing virtue begin to flow through her back. And suddenly things would loosen up for her. She would feel like she could lay down and sleep like a normal person. If you sleep on her stomach, she could she could get about doing the work that she'd been doing with her new business, with this kitchen, and make empanadas that we love so much. Bless Mary. Stuff here. Come around here. 
I think, yes, we're good. We've done it. We prayed. Very good. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the ministry of Summit Church and the daily outreach of Wayne Hansen. You can support our ministry in many ways. Click the donate button on our Facebook page, Summit Church of Castle Rock. Visit our webpage, mysummitchurch.com, and click the online giving link. Or mail your donation to Summit Church of Castle Rock, 200 South Wilcox Street, Box 243, Castle Rock, Colorado, 80104. Or finally, text your gift to 303-625-9434 and follow the prompts using your smartphone. You can also support us by connecting with our online community. Comment, like, share, follow, and subscribe on our various social media channels. Of course, we appreciate you joining us in daily prayer. I'm Sean Rima, and on behalf of Pastor Wayne and the Summit Church family, take care and have a great week. Remember... God loves you, and he has a wonderful plan for your life.